We began with this pasuk: "Lecha Hashem Hagadula Hagavura Vateferes Vahahoid Hanetzach Vahahoid Kichal Bashemayim Vavaretz Lecha Hashem Amamlocha Vamesnasel Chal Reish." I say to you, Hashem, we list out six midas: Gadula, Gavura, strength, um, greatness, beauty, and. Uh, Splendor, all of Shemayim and Aretz, and then we start again. Lecha Hashem HaMlacha. To you, Hashem, is the Midah of Malchus. So we started with Lecha Hashem. You only are the one who possesses these six Midahs. And again, we be, we start over by explaining, no, Lecha Hashem HaMlacha, only you are the one who, who possesses Malchus. Now, we explained till now that the reason why we begin again and reiterate that Lacha Hashem HaMamlacha and like treat Malchus as its own category is because the Midah of Malchus doesn't create any Shefa of its own in the world. It doesn't directly affect the world in that way. Rather, it brings the first six Midahs to actualization in this world through the lens of Malchus Shemayim, which means that all the Midahs of Hashem are here to be native to us, to bless us, to help us, to connect us with Hashem. And as such, they are potentially powerful and enormously beneficial to the world, yet they can't actually have an effect in this world. They can't come to Bekayach. They can only begin to affect and change the world and spread the influence and presence of Hashem in as much as they come through the Midah of Malchus, which means the clarity of Hashem's reign and dominion. If they spread Malchus Shemaim, then they, they come to fruition. If they don't, then they don't. And we therefore repeat once again, Lacha Hashem HaMamlacha, because the Midah of Malchus attributes all the prior mentioned Midas to Hashem by bringing them into fruition through the prism of Malchus Shemaim. So if these Midas are going to create Malchus Shemaim, they come to fruition. Malchus Shemaim brings them to the reality in this world and they create a greater Gilekwech Shemaim. Uh, and if not, they don't. So that's why Lacha Hashem HaMamlacha is its own category because it is the one that is the catalyst for all the previous Midas. But now we have the added understanding of what the Midah of Keser is, what the crown of Hashem represents, which is what the end of the Pasuk is referring to, Bahamas Nasil Khalarish, you're above, you're elevated above all leaders, all great ones. We can have a deeper understanding of this Pasik. The Midah of Keser represents a much higher level of power and influence, and it's something that's unique to a king. The crown demonstrates that a king stands above his subjects and has the ability to affect them in ways that they can't themselves or a normal person can't do. The Gemara says that if a king commands a mountain to be uprooted, the mountain gets uprooted. The king has levels of power and command that simply can't be replicated with normal people. Think of the resources and organization that the federal government has access to, which simply don't exist on any level lower than that. And in Tanakh, if you think of uh, Shleim HaMelech became king at 12, and look how much power he possessed, and what he was able to do, and how he was able to rule over his brothers who were way older than him, and, and were rebelling against him. It's just a king is on a level of his own, and he has a reality that just simply doesn't exist by us. And that's Keser. The ability to bring all the Midas to a new level, and in this case, a divine level. And that is the true impact of the end of the Pasik. Lacha Hashem Hamamlacha. To you Hashem alone is royalty, is dominion. And the Hamis Nase Lachalarish. 
that through this you are elevated above all greatness. And that is the Midah of Keser. Mamlacha is defined, true Mamlacha is defined through Keser. When we see Keser, when we understand Keser, when we understand how Kodesh Baruch Hu is above and beyond and elevated way beyond anything that we can understand, that at that point, Malchus is truly appreciated.